0: Welcome into Two Foreign Drafts. Austin Gale here with Mike Renner. We're recapping day two. Some winners and losers down here in Mobile, Alabama, talking 2020 Reese's Senior Bowl. Had a very good morning. Went to Waffle House for the first time. Talked to Seth Galina, former quarterbacks coach. I can't believe you
1: hadn't been to Waffle House before.
0: No, yeah. Waffle House was I went to an American hard. institution. So you can get your hash browns like smothered, covered, dunked, bunked, whatever it was. I went all the way and uh, I was pleasantly impressed but I also feel like a big turd right now. So i um, trying to rally. <laughs> like get through day three of the Senior Bowl but let's talk some winners uh, and losers. Yes. Start with the winners. KJ Hill has been a winner all week. Yeah. I mean looking even at the day three stuff today, he's been very good um, as a route runner i'm really impressed with what kj hill has done this week
1: man ohio state brian Hartline, the wide receivers coach is doing a fantastic job because all of the guys coming out in recent years have just been superb route runners but i think kj hill has separated himself from the rest of the players here in just terms of his route running ability like the dude gets off the line of scrimmage efficiently separates along the route may not have the best deep speed like he may run in the four sixes when he gets to the combine like he just doesn't have that next gear but he continually got open, knows how to manipulate leverage, and is just very crafty. Uh, I don't think he's lost like a one on one. You didn't lose a one on one today. Uh, he is definitely proving himself to be in that Wes Welker. Uh, Julian Elman mold of slot receivers where he's just so good as route runner, so good in that underneath intermediate range, uh, that he's going to be tough to guard at the NFL level. Wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots have their eye on a guy like that.
0: Every time you see a guy <laughs> who's crafting the slot, create separation like that. But I think the comp to Julian Elman is nice. I mean, this guy's quick, can create separation, will rip off coverage too. He's yeah. had a handful of reps against off coverage where he's looked very good as well. Let's move to another receiver, Denzel Mims. I think he had some reservations about his tape at Baylor. He ran a mm. limited route tree at Baylor, but here, man, he looks crisp, advanced Advanced route running technique. I like what he does with his hands. Explosive. Explosive. He just looks different here yeah. at the Senior Bowl.
1: Yeah, he, he has a different gear than anyone. Any of the other receivers uh, has some physicality to his routes. Uh, had had a few, you know, borderline opis. One very obvious opi where he gives a little two handed shove in the one on ones. But but I think that's you'd rather have a guy tone down the physicality then try to get a guy to bring it into his game. So the fact that it's already there is nice to see from him. Like you mentioned, he, he just has that explosiveness that not... A lot of the other receivers in this class have he went up against uh, Troy Pride, Notre Dame, who's had a fantastic week in his own right, and ran past him. Mm-hmm. Uh, like for, Troy Pride wants to run the four twos, he said, and he was uh, Denzel Mims was past him down the football field for a deep touchdown. And,
0: and we talked about Denzel Mims a little bit more this morning. I mean, this is a guy that can create separation and win at the intermediate and deep levels of the field, and the outside and inside. I think you hear Justin Jefferson's name a lot, but the difference is. Denzel Mims can do it outside. Justin Jefferson largely creating separation against off-coverage and mm-hmm. slot. I really do think Denzel Mims raised his stock this week.
1: Yeah, big week for him, I think.
0: Let's go to Kayvon Wallace. Didn't I don't think he practiced day Did one. Practice day one day, yeah. Didn't log any reps for us Kay, uh, day one. Got burnt a little bit by Tyree Cleveland on a route. Tyree Cleveland's got some speed, though. True 4-3 kind of guy. But then, bounced back a bit, had a pretty good day. Yeah,
1: I think he had a good day in terms of his press. He showed the physicality. He is not going to be, like, he was a slot cornerback at Clemson. He is going to be a slot cornerback in the NFL. I think he's one of those guys. It's kind of like Chauncey Gardner Johnson coming out last year where it's like played full time slot and I wouldn't want to move him anywhere. Like I I wouldn't want to even test him at safety or at outside corner. You just plug him in the slot and I think you have a darn good football player. And he was very physical with Tyree Cleveland at the line of scrimmage. I think that's nice to see when a guy who's not, you know, 5'11", he's probably 5'10", 5'11". Uh, but he's solidly built, and for him to get up there uh, and get in a receiver's face is nice to see. And he won him, he won, he won three out of his four reps against Cleveland.
0: The cornerback, the best cornerback here, though, and the guy the best in wide receiver one-on-ones has been Troy Pride Jr. Yes. of Notre Dame. I mean, you talked about a guy wants to run in the 4 twos, Former track star. Talked to him before all the practices. He said, "I need to get better at the line of scrimmage and at the catch point." I think he's proved both those things today. Very sticky in man coverage. I think Troy Pride is rising up boards, and he's going to test well too. He's going to rise. Again. Again, yeah. when he goes to the yeah. combine and puts up great numbers, yeah, that rep against Mims was easily. That was like really the only time he lost decisively
1: all week. Here, uh, he has been just physically. Again, uh, he looks different than the rest of the quarterbacks here. It's not a good group of cornerbacks whatsoever. Like there might not be a first or second round pick among these this cornerback group down here in Mobile, but uh, Troy Pride's looking like he's going to be the first one off the board because of his uh, performance here this weekend. The fact that athletically, like he just has no fear of getting beat deep. Like he has, he knows he can make up. Uh, speed, make up that sort of separation along the route. If you want to go vertical on him, he'll be in your hip pocket. All
0: right, Jonah Jackson, your guy out of Ohio God. State. Okay, I've made this comp a couple times here. Not a comp, really, but this frame looks like he's got a mini fridge stacked under <laughs> his uh, shoulder pads. He's got he's so upper uh, up, a lot of upper body, not a crazy lower frame, but still the balance has been very good. Yeah. He looks perfect in pass protection this week. I don't think he's lost a rep.
1: No, it hasn't, hasn't lost a rep decisively all week long. Uh, he uses his hands so well uh, in pass protection, and he's not punching; he's grabbing. Like he is, he will. Get I love his hands. You. His hands then, are yeah, great. Exactly, like he gets on you, gets in your shoulder pads, and then will not let go. Uh, love his balance. Love his recovery ability. Uh, like I said, he was the thirty ninth player on our board heading into this week. I was a big fan of his tape at Ohio State this past year and Rutgers the year prior. Great grades in pass pro comes here and. He's been by far the best guy in the one-on-ones, of pass pro of any offensive lineman.
0: He's not on our list of winners here, but I want to bring him up. Logan Stenberg of Kentucky, I thought had a bounce-back day. I think he played well yep. in pass protection. Nasty guy. He puts some guy in the turf and does a little LeBron walkover yep. on him. I'm a big fan. I call him Mr. Nasty. Him and Damian Lewis
1: both looked like pretty nasty, thick-bodied pass protectors, and and for some in the run game as well. Those are those look like you know day one sort of starting guards in the NFL.
0: Uh, Damian Lewis, you know, you got Jonah Jackson with the mini under his shoulder pads. Damian Lewis looks like a Lego block. This guy's like the same size all around. You said he wears 330 pounds very well. Not a He's ton like, of bad he weight. Be
1: 300 if he tried. Like that guy <laughs> was born to be 330 and play guard in the NFL. Uh,
0: but I, I think that we, we both kind of mentioned a name that he kind of looks. Gabe Jackson, Mississippi yeah. State guy who like probably works better, but yeah. probably smells better. That's a, that's a story for another day. But Gabe Jackson like, works well in a phone booth. Doesn't really want, you know, he moved laterally against some stunts, kind of looked out of place. But going against the guy, you are not going to get bullied. Yeah. You're going to get bullied yeah. by Damian Lewis. He his had a great rep Lloyd
1: has been like the higher, more pumped up guy the center there at mm-hmm. LSU. I, I'm more of a fan of Lewis though. I, I think what he put on tape uh, and what he's done here at the Senior Bowl, I'd if I'm choosing between the two, I'd rather have Lewis on the interior.
0: It's time to dive into Josh Jones, probably one of the highest-rated offensive linemen here in Mobile. He's had a very good week. Yeah. I think he's won a lot of reps. I mean, he's had some losses, but he's mm-hmm. won a lot of reps here. There's one against Jason Strobridge. The UNC Edge defensive interior product he puts that dude in the turf, buries Zach Bond at the second level in yeah. a run fit in the team drills. Josh Jones, Stolen- I know he's got Dolan short Robinson. arms. Not even short arms, a little over 32 inches, but he's fine.
1: you got to like this kid. Yeah, the arm length, whatever. like A little over 32 inches, I don't care. That 32 inches and up is... A handful of guys have done that. We talked about that yesterday, about uh, that's not really an issue for me. What what's, is an issue is if a guy can pass protect. And if he's, I said, you know, coming into this, that he's raw. There are things he needs to clean up. Technically, his stance uh, doesn't even look like an NFL, like any off sack on the NFL still. That still probably needs to change before he gets to the league, but he comes here and Stonewall's on Robinson, a few bull rushes. has looked very good with his hands and uh, his play strength in the one-on-ones, and that was sort of a question mark some people had in terms of he lost weight this year uh, to play at Houston, play tackle. Uh, we played lighter than he ever had, but his play strength looks about as good as he ever had, too, so that's uh, good to see.
0: Michigan State edge defender Kenny Wilkes has also had a good couple days. He's creating no. pressure. I think he has one of the better win rates from the practice drills we've graded in the one-on-ones. He looks good. Weird stance kind of comes low to the ground he looks like a like kind of like a spider-man kind of stance he's very low gets low shoulder his
1: helmet like on the ground, yeah, he's like, like
0: making out with he, he, the turf almost. <laughs> it, it, but he's been very good off the edge. I mean, he's a, a classic like high motor guy yeah. that has a lot of pursuit pressures, some unblock pressures. But he's won some it, reps. He's outright got some won.
1: power behind him. Like mm-hmm. like he's showed like his first punch is, does a lot of work for him. Like he he's been very good using his hands in those one on ones. And there's not a lot of edge talent here. And quite frankly, there's not a lot of edge talent in this draft. Just in general, it's not a great year to need pass rushers. But Willickus has shown uh, one. He has the highest grade. Uh, of any of the edge defenders in the one-on-one so far this week uh he's shown a lot more than a lot more consistent than what we saw at michigan state this year and some of that could have been the late the broken leg still recovering from suffered in last year's bowl game maybe hampering him throughout the season and he doesn't come off the field even still like he was playing every down of every game for them at michigan state and so for him to be fresh here in the one-on-ones, getting the, you know, no, getting some obvious pass rushing reps and making the most of them, he's probably making his way up some boards. A guy that I
0: think has risen a ton this week is Josh Ucci of Michigan. I mean, I've been yeah. really impressed with what he's done as an off-ball linebacker, the reps he's taken there, and also rushing the passer off the edge. I think he's won some money this week. Yeah, so there are a handful of guys that came in as tweeners to the Senior Bowl, and that's always a big
1: sort of uh, part of this process is seeing if guys who are in the 240-ish range, can rush off the edge and look like they belong. Uh, Zach Bond is where I said, hey, I'm moving to off ball. Trayvon Hill, the Miami edge defender, came in in the 230s and has looked awful in the one-on-ones. We'll get to him later. Uh, he's probably going to have to move off ball. Carter Coughlin who similarly showed up in the 230s, has struggled in the one-on-ones. He's probably going to have to move off ball. Josh Ucci, though, might be able to rush faster it. Like, mm-hmm. From what we've seen from him, he might feasibly... Be able to stick on the edge, and he's looked good actually in coverage as well. Had some nice reps in there, but he's also flashed some bull rush. You know, he walked Matt Pert back, the UConn offensive tackle, walked him back via bull rush, and that's that's the what you worry about is if a guy's 240 pounds, he's not gonna he's just not gonna threaten with the bull rush. But I think Uchi has enough length. And enough juice to possibly get it done.
0: I think with uh, another guy there, the Twitter type, I think you mentioned him, but Zach Bond, Wisconsin, has played a ton of off ball this week. He hasn't done a ton of reps mm-hmm. in the one on ones as a pass rusher, but he looks inexperienced at off ball yep. linebacker. He's got a kind of beaten coverage a handful of times. Uh, I, that, I think, should we get to I, the loser? Should, yeah, should let's, we throw let, him? I don't know if he's a loser I don't know if he's a loser per I, se, I loser per yeah, se yeah. but I, going to off ball and then getting reps one on one against like guys like Jermichael Hasty, Darius Anderson of TCU, it's hard. You, you would to love win it if reps. it
1: just like you saw the light switch flip and he looks like he's you know, played the position his whole life. But you know, more realistically, it, it will be a work in progress. Like it, it wasn't, didn't flip for Joe Schilbert out the gate either with Cleveland Browns. Uh, I think it might be a little bit of a rocky transition, but you got to bet on the sort of traits that we've seen from him over the past, and I, I still think he's a very. Good prospect, you know, going forward, just maybe not like the first round. Yeah, yeah, I
0: agree. I agree with that 100%. Let's go to the losers here a bit. Washington center, Nick Harris, a smaller guy that I I think he holds a lot of bad weight, too. and He did not look strong in the one-on-ones. I think there were bullies out there, some bigger dudes that really put him in the turf a handful. Yeah, he's
1: easily the most athletic offensive lineman here, but showed up 290 in the 290 range, which you can play center 290, but... You just you don't have to prove that you can hold up to a bull rush to some degree, and he hasn't this week. Lowest graded offensive lineman, actually, in the one-on-one so far. Has just had some tough reps. I, I was high on his tape this past season at Washington. I thought he played a lot stronger than I saw back in 2018. But, yeah, it has not been good. Not a good day for him uh, there yet on uh, Wednesday.
0: All right. Uh, also, Alex Taylor. I mean, it hasn't been. I mean, it wasn't a good day, too, for him either.
1: Yeah. He just his. He's, some of these guys are raw. Like I was talking about Josh Jones being raw and having to clean stuff up. Alex Taylor is raw, raw. Like, yeah. th- completely redo his whole uh, everything about him, in the position he's going to need to learn. Like, he, he, he was pass blocking guys to, like, five yards deep and, like, acting as if he just wasn't cornering well or, like, wasn't – wasn't pushing guys past the feet were sloppy ever like it just was not good uh anthony jennings put him in a blender a couple times with the exact same move he mm-hmm. goes back to back rushes with the same move and uh he had no answer for it so alex taylor south carolina state tackle it, it just he, he's a project the definition of a project at this point yep
0: all right trayvon hill showed up a little light probably has to move the off ball like you say like 233 he i don't know if he's won a rep this way i mean he's been yes. yeah he has not won a rep in the one-on-ones i mean trayvon hill like he had to show up in those one-on-ones if you want to play at the line of scrimmage at the next level when you don't against guys like matt pert and things like that it's going to be tough to prove that you can do it at the next level
1: yeah uh, he might not uh, i mean he's playing his way maybe out of the draft at this point with his off field the fact that he got kicked out of you know virginia tech uh comes here with you know had a lot to prove and it's not, it's not proved it. You know,
0: it's just it's been bad for him this week. Unfortunate stuff for Trayvon Hill, for sure. All right. Josiah Cotney too. I mean, both the Ole Miss defensive tackles That's haven't struggled. shined, specifically. Yeah. Josiah Coney and Benito Jones have gotten bullied a little bit inside. I mean, there's some good guards here, too. I think there's some yeah. good guards that have played well. Damian Lewis, Logan Stenberg in the interior. I think uh, San Diego State, shout out, go Aztecs. Keith Ishmael has He's even had, right. looked pretty yeah. good this week. Some good recovery reps for him. Josiah Coney though, Benito Jones, they need to kind of show out a little bit and have not.
1: Yeah. Benito Jones, lowest win rate of any defensive tackle in the one-on-ones here so far this week. Uh, Cotney, not too far behind. Uh, Cotney actually, so Benito Jones, the lowest win rate. Josiah Cotney, the lowest graded because he's gotten just straight pancaked on a handful of pass rushing reps, which you don't love seeing that guy just getting taken off his feet when he should be uh, getting to the quarterback. So Pretty tough day and a couple days here for those old Miss DFTs.
0: All right, James Prochet, the SMU receiver that really shined on tape for me as a contested catch guy. I mean, such good ball skills, attacks the ball in the air really well for a small catch radius guy too. Makes up for that in that regard, but has really struggled to create separation yes. this week. I mean, I think day three, watched a couple of reps where I think he had some good reps, but uh, other than that, it's been tough for him to kind of get open, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, Prochet just hasn't been able to separate, like you mentioned, the suddenness, and no real, there's no real physicality to his game either, and I think that that's something that helps he's you in those one Yeah, I, he's I not physical along his routes, and that, that's something that helps you in those one-on-ones because you're not really, not really you're not really worried about getting flagged for OPIs and stuff. And so if you're a little you're a little overly physical, people are going to give you the benefit of the doubt here, but he's just been, he hasn't had a single rep where you've been like, oh damn, that was nice. It just, it's been kind of a ho-hum week for him.
0: Alright, let's go to the tight end. Your guy, Antonio Ga- Gates comp, not looking great right now. Jared Pinkney of Vanderbilt. It was Antonio Gates last year. It was right? Antonio Gates last year. I don't know who it's going to be this year. But uh, Jared
1: Pinkney. No, I'm saying Antonio Gates playing
0: last year oh, is what playing he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Jared Pinkney is just is really struggling and creating separation against not a great off-ball linebacker group. I'll no, say that. I, I mean, and when you're not creating separation and guys it's going to be tough oh, to win the, in the nfl that's the
1: thing it's that tight end it's like going one-on-one versus linebacker should be the mismatch like yeah. that should be like you win every time i mean it's you look at guy like, like steven sullivan like one-on-one you should force mismatches with safeties and then then it's like oh yeah maybe then you can a safety can guard you and you can live with that but uh if you're not beating linebackers one-on-one in your sleep that's a problem.
0: Yeah. I mean, Stephen Sullivan, the wide receiver convert to tight yeah. end, has been running wild in yeah, one-on-ones against better. linebackers, but I mean, Jared Pinkney is supposed to be a better prospect. Has not shown out this week. <sighs> Alright, last loser here, and we'll close it out. Evan Weaver of Cal. Two-down stuffer. You love his hard nose mentality. Blue-collar kid. I think you love him on special teams, but in coverage, he's really, really struggled. There's, dude, Jermichael Hasty has given that guy the business a yeah. handful of times. I don't know if he's won a coverage rep in the one-on-ones against mm-hmm. running backs and tight ends. It's been tough for him in coverage
1: yeah and while like so this is a showcase week like it's it's a you come here to try to help your draft stock but you also have guys on the other end of the spectrum where it's like you can prove you also don't belong you know you can also prove that hey uh i'm going up against guys who will be in the nfl next year and i uh, probably he's a tier uh, below athletically i mean Uh, yeah that's just the thing It's athleticism you kind of saw it on tape at cal Uh, The lack of, you know, movement skills, but you didn't really see him in man coverage is a spot dropping a lot in that defense. And so now you come here and and it's a big reason why it's a it's it's a helpful for a lot of guys because you're doing a skill set that maybe you didn't get to show on tape. So he didn't get to show how he would look in man coverage on tape and comes here and, well, it's not been good. It, it just does not look like he can stick with any running back whatsoever here.
0: Unfortunate week. Looking forward to watching the tape when we do get it from day three. I think they've done a lot of end zone work today. Some yeah. short spaces see who can create separation there. I think I saw a handful of reps on Twitter of Denzel Mims looking good. Josh Jones had that Barry rep. I think day three is going to be very special. Uh, make sure you're following along at PFF.com all of our senior bowl coverage. We'll also do probably another podcast, maybe two, two more while we're down here in Mobile. But yeah, this is it for Austin Gale and Mike Renner on two foreign drafts.